guys. Just like that, they fucking care about censorship. You lying, <laughs> cock-sucking little fucking hypocrite. Stop complaining. When Daddy Elon comes in there and swings a big dick of fucking, <laughs> you know, digital justice, you asshole suddenly just start screaming for the sky and the pronoun people start melting. It's the greatest thing to see. He shouldn't be allowed to do this. He reinstated Nazis. What happened to like three months ago when you're all like, well, if you don't like it, you can go start your own platform. Well, he didn't necessarily do that. He just bought yours, bitch. That's the way it worked. And you don't like it. And it's the greatest thing ever. Fuck, just talking about it right now, my penis is so hard. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread and fucking Pornhub. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's Welcome get down to the All-American Savage Show Podcast Mama, With your host, John Burke And his far more attractive co-host, me Now, let's get into it That's what your mom said so let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. Savage Show podcast. Appreciate you being here today with my beautiful heterosexual bearded partner Josh over there operating the controls. Oh, today is going to be a very, very interesting episode. Very interesting episode because there's a lot that has been going on in the Twitter world on Truth Social, and it just seems like the reasons that we have all this drama going on right now have got to be the dumbest reasons imaginable. Um, today is going to be a show, I'm going to go ahead and just pre-warn you right now, that I'm going to piss off the right just as much as I piss off the left. Um, because once again, ideals come into play, and we have to hold true to what it is that we believe. And But the difference in today is I want to take more calls. I want to get you, the listener and the viewers, opinions. Because the topics we're going to talk about are on... The Elon Musk controversy, which I'm going to go into. The Trump trading cards, fake announcements that we're going to get into. Um, and then some other side issues. But those being the Syria, or the, the, um, the, the center point ones, the center point, because there's a lot of free speech um, topics that need to be discussed because I really feel this is going to shed some serious light on what we believe to be actual free speech and what is actually not free speech. And again, it's, it's a very slippery slope. And I've been like, I'm telling you folks, I went home yesterday with this just in the forefront of my mind. You can ask my girlfriend and she could tell you I was on my phone half the night, just digging, reading comments, trying to put pieces together to, to kind of see where it is that I stand on being a free speech absolutist or am I not? 
and the jury's still out on this. I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of back and forth. But today, I want to open it up to basically explain to the viewers and the listeners where I'm at in my decision-making process, what I'm thinking, points, counterpoints, the whole shebang. And then I want to bring up some examples of what Elon has been doing and what people are calling for and yada, yada, yada. So, so... From that being said, I want to first say welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. If you could do me a favor, hit that plus or that like button on Rumble to help us boost the algorithm. It gets our video shot up to the top of the webpage, which helps grow our audience. Uh, and we really appreciate that. And as you also know, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Uh, code Jolly for the rest of the month is going to save you 25% off of the sample packs. This includes the Rackout gummies, the Delta 8 gummies, the Delta 9 gummies, the Fallout gummies, the gummies that are going to get you high, help you sleep, reduce anxiety. We've got THC and THC free. Well, if you want to try it out, use code Jolly at ShellshockCBD.com. It's going to save you some money. And a sample pack's like five bucks as it is, so you're not really spending a whole, whole lot of money here. You're winning. You're winning. You're just, you're just going to be so tired of winning, folks. But uh, before we get into it, how was your evening? Uh, it was good. What were you up to? Uh, I cooked uh, the backstrap from the deer last how, night for the first time. And how was that? It was good. It was really good. You liked it? Yeah. That's awesome. My daughter doesn't care for it, but uh, my son loves it. Oh, bro. It's tender. It's juicy. Yeah, it was good. And it's not like the normal steak that you see, like, say, yeah. from a cow. It's a different kind of yeah. cut, if you will. So when you see it, you're like, that doesn't look like normal steak. It's like, no, it's it's even better. It was it's good. Oh, it's so delicious, so especially if you do it right. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. That's, yep. yeah. Love the backstrap. That's about it. That was it? Yeah. I was arguing. Pretty I was debating on, on online on that. I was fighting with people on the internet. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I was fighting with people on the internet, you know. Woke up to a lot of people just going like, you just don't like Trump. I don't like you. Okay. Uh, bro, no, I was trolling people on Truth Social last night. And look, I'm sorry. You fucking little retards, you bring it on yourselves. You really do. It's not, like, I don't go over there. Well, I mean, now I kind of do. I'm not even going to lie. I go over there with the intent to troll now because it's just like, no. This is the reason why I feel like True Social is going to fail. I, I hope it doesn't, but I think it will. Um, True Social, if you go and look on any of Trump's posts, it is nothing but gifts and memes praising him from like the boomer generation. That's what this has become. There's no actual dialogue, be it pro or con, good or bad. It's just all memes and stupid memes, kind of like Jesus sent Trump to save us, but just the old, you know, send this picture to 10 people and Jesus will cure this girl of can. You remember those idiots? Well, they're on true social now, so it's not fun. I'm, I'm just being honest with you here. You can go look at Trump's feed yourself. You don't see a lot of good interaction as you do on other platforms, and I hate to say that, but it's just like it does need a lot of work. But granted, I'm not talking bad about it. I mean, it is what it is, but the reason I say that is that uh, truth social yesterday, uh, or excuse me, the day before, Trump had made a post and said that he had a major announcement to make. Matter of fact, Josh had brought that up at the beginning of the podcast yesterday. I wasn't even aware of this. You know why I wasn't aware of this? Because I'm primarily on Twitter than True Social, and Trump needs to go to Twitter. Okay? That right there, you can still promote True Social, but come to Twitter. You got 80 million people over there versus yeah. your 4 million on True Social. That's a numbers game right there at that point. But anyway, Josh had said Trump has a major announcement. I'm like, oh, okay. And so before the show started, we even talked about this. like, I wonder if he might possibly announce a run with DeSantis. It's like, which doesn't make sense because we haven't had primaries yet. But still, I mean, he's this guy does his things on his on his own rules. That's fine. I get it. But no, come to find out. Um, well, let me first walk you through how people are defending because Trump fucked up. He, he fucked up 
not, not like a, this isn't a big fuck up either. But his followers that are blindly defending this, you're making it a big fuck up. So Trump had tweeted this, or he had truth social this. It says, um, America needs a superhero. I'll be making a major announcement tomorrow. Thank you. Okay. He tweeted that, or he truth social that two days ago. And these are for the people out there like, oh, I see you weren't really paying attention, and he got you because Trump's paying 4G. Y'all are some fucking retards. Like, you really are. Because here's why you're stupid. If Are you sitting down? I hope some of you trolls that were in my comments yesterday, they were like, oh, you fell for it. <laughs> I hope you're watching because I got to spank your asses, and I want to do it live for all of you to fucking see. And here's my proof. And not a single one of you ass hats can fucking rebut this. You can't. Trump tweets this out, or truth, what he, Twitter pays, whatever the fuck you want to call this. He says, America needs a superhero. I'll be making a major announcement. So when the time comes, and he doesn't give a specific time, the next day, he posts this. He says, major announcement, which is what he referenced in the other post. And look at that. It's a picture of Trump dressed like a superhero. Yeah. So naturally, everybody took this as the major announcement. But apparently, they're saying it wasn't. Well, it kind of was, because he said it was. Trump then released an audio bit that we're going to get to, where he talks about a digital bill of rights, and everybody was like, oh, that's the actual announcement. He was just saying this part to get his, his name trending. Okay, so if you go look on the major announcement trending tab on Twitter, and you click it, it's nothing but this. It has nothing to do with his announcement. So you fucking mental troglites that are trying to defend Trump when he fucks up, and again, this isn't even a big fuck up. It's like, okay, well, just post more clearly and more accurately next time, and you're fine. This is not a big deal, but you're making it a big deal by defending this. So... I just, in the comments, like, y'all are some real big Trump dick right? My, my God, you post about it on True Social. I haven't told one dude, I will give you $1,000 if you can prove me wrong. They can't fucking do it, because here's the proof. He mentioned major announcement and superhero. In this post, it says major announcement, and there's Trump in his gay little NFT fucking superhero outfit. There you go. <laughs> so you fucking morons out there, like, sitting there's like, oh, he's doing this, again, 4D trust, so he can get his name trending. If it was about his name trending, he'd be posting this on Twitter, you stupid fucks. But instead... The only trending thing is the likes of Dave Shapiro and every other major MSM network bashing him for this and nothing really being reported on his actual announcement. Now, of course, it will get released over time. More and more people are going to talk about it. But my God, do you at least see the point where I'm coming from of you people are some fucking, you're worse than liberals. You're like liberals in red drag is what you are. You are loyalist to a core and you'll never turn around and say, yeah, Trump's being stupid on this one. And let's also talk about this from a PR standpoint. Stupid fucking move. Stupid fucking move. You are a billionaire and now you're charging people $99 for your fucking trading cards? Now granted, Trump's a businessman. I know you're going to counter me with that. But from a PR perspective, this is fucking stupid. It is fucking stupid. I just think this is who he is. I agree. He's done, the, uh, but he's done this not, from that's, the yeah. very beginning of his entire career. He's always had controversial stuff that he's done. Oh, shit, that was the wrong one. Ooh. Yeah. yeah I don't whether know it's good or... I don't know if that... Yeah, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> whether it's, it's a warm. good idea or a bad idea, Hopefully he's going to do movies. it. I think he saw an opportunity to push something <clears> like this. Why is he like pushing that, something? Like the <clears> NFT... <throat> Because he was going to make another announcement of the Bill of Rights. So, I mean, I don't know. Could nah, be like, I don't think so. Because I think he just... I'm not like, he blew I'm his not gonna, I don't think it was a great one. idea. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I don't okay. think it was a, like a fantastic idea. I, think it's a I dumb just move. think this is who he is. And it's not going to change hmm. my opinion one way or another. I agree. About, 
and I it's think, not it's I not even did, that he did this. I think he did like, a, a pretty damn good job as a president. Yeah. You know, he's no, not no, a we're, we're talking about yeah. something completely different. Yeah. We're talking about so, this action by itself. Yeah, I don't so want to talk about other stuff. It's not gonna sway me <clears throat> yeah. either way. Uh, I, I, agree. I don't This I don't is care. not a controversial issue. This is a yeah. stupid fucking little screw up. It's like, oh well, okay, maybe next time just say, Hey, side announcement and say this is the but again, the point that I'm trying to make is he's not gonna do that though. Yeah, he's not well, he's kind of stupid in that aspect. But even still, the only reason this point is being hammered home is because his loyalists are defending this. You are creating the backlash. Yeah, I don't think it's 4D chess. I just no. think he saw an yeah. opportunity to push a, Make some a money. business yeah. thing that he was into, and <clears throat> you know he put it up front, and yeah, then he, he came in the next day with the Bill of Rights. <laughs> I think it's a no, no, no. He tweeted this the same day as Bill of Rights. Was it? Yeah, it was like a little bit, like a little bit before. Okay, that's well, why there was so much confusion. Yeah, that's the whole crux of this. It's the confusion that was involved. So again. I think you know, he did it just like it was I think a dumb he move. Saw an opportunity to nah. get this out there first, and then he went into his other thing because he knew a major <clears throat> announcement. What is it? Exactly. Everybody's going to go look, and they're going to see this, and be like, "Oh, this guy." Exactly. He's it's done stupid. this again, and then he comes out with the other thing, which that, everybody's like, "Okay, that's pretty interesting." But that's also boy who cried wolf, and you're blowing your load on the first one. That doesn't make sense. I'm not saying it was a great idea. I just think. That's <laughs> oh, you think that? I think it was no. I. I because what your idea is inferring is that he's that stupid. I don't think he's that stupid. I think it's just basically he just kind of like, oh, I didn't, I fucked that up. My bad. Yeah. I, I don't think he really paid much attention to it. And honestly, I don't even know if Trump runs his shit. I don't know if that's actually Trump. No. I think I that's know. somebody else, honestly. But either way, that that got him in this faux pas. And again, this is not even that big of a deal. And everybody's talking about it. And again. everybody's talking about it. But they're not talking about the Digital Bill of Rights. For Well, I mean, they kind of are now because finally people are like, okay, we wasted a lot of time on the bullshit on the fuck up versus, okay, let's talk about what Trump actually said. And we're going to get to that because, Josh, I don't think you've watched it all the way through yet. I listened to it twice yesterday, mm -hmm. and I can tell you right now, I am not for a digital bill of rights, but I am willing to hear other people's opinions on this. But first, before we get to that, I want to get to the Elon output or the Elon Musk thing because it, it definitely coincides with this. These are these are kind of like um, similar topics to discuss. <clears throat> so for those that don't know, um, Elon Musk yesterday... Uh, he uh, basically, where it starts for me is Elon Musk has described himself as a free speech absolutist, meaning you can say anything. As we've discussed previously, you should be able to make threats against somebody's life because that's free speech. It doesn't mean you're actually committing violence, but you saying it, many people agree that's against the law. Therefore, and I'm not saying your position on this that, that are listening is good or bad. I'm simply trying to categorize it into which side this should actually be on. So if you're a free speech absolutist, and this is my definition, this is the way I would understand it as if somebody was saying this to me, meaning you can say bomb in a theater, you can say fire on a plane or whatever the case may be. It doesn't mean that you are without consequence from the private companies. It's just that you are from without companies from the federal government getting involved. So if you're a free speech absolutist, and people can get, we are going to take calls on this. It just means that all bets are off. Anything's game. Fair game. You can call for violence. You can dox people. You can do it all. That's a free speech absolutist. And again, I am not saying that position in and of itself is good or bad, right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what it is. Then there's the opposite side, or more of a middle ground, that feels like doxing, threats of violence, are against the law. It should not be protected speech. Where I feel is where a lot of people are standing today, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, I'm just saying it's a position. And then there is the, I kind of want to say, the opposite side of the house to where they believe that 
not all free speech is protected because there is such thing as the existence of hate speech, meaning anything that could potentially call for violence uh, is calling for some type of phobia, for an example, like a hatred of gay people, homosexuals, black, white, it doesn't matter. Those are the people that are generally found on the left and extreme left. So there I feel are like kind of like the three categories, the most three generalized categories we can get. Does that make sense so far? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your energy. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, man. You're Burke. Yeah. Okay. So if we can kind of agree. Those are the three generalized positions to take. I feel like we have to say, which one is the most pragmatic approach to have and be applied towards the country and also social media? So... The reason I've described those three positions is Elon has classified himself as a free speech absolutist. It's what he's tweeted in the past. The issue that I take is that that's not the category he fits into. I feel he fits into more the center point of you should not be allowed to dox. You should not be able to call for threats of violence, which I think, again, is the most commonly um, accepted viewpoint to have when it regards to free speech. But it's still, he is not, he's, he's incorrectly classifying himself. And that's where the issue I take is. It's not that I care about what he does on his platform. It's the fact that I feel like we are using, he's using the wrong label. Because this is a very slippery slope. When we start using terms such as free speech, absolute, and all this stuff, but you're not, people are going to get confused on this. Like, well, then what is a free speech? It's like, look, you either, it's kind of like the Second Amendment. You either support the Second Amendment or you don't. So when somebody says, I believe in the Second Amendment, but, well, then no, you don't believe in the Second Amendment. You believe in the Second Amendment with altercations and amendments. Therefore, you're not a, you're not a Second Amendment absolutist. Does that make sense? Yes. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the issue that I take. Now, and I don't think anybody can really disagree with that. I think it, that's a fair analysis. That's a fair statement to make based upon the observations of Elon's actions and his um, control of Twitter. I'm not saying I disagree with how he runs Twitter. I'm not saying that. For me, it's just classify yourself in the correct category so we at least know where you are. It, it's, it's basically like, it's like a roadmap. Use accurate descriptions and directions, please. I, I need that. That's just me. I don't like somebody that comes out and says, you know, I'm against racism, but there are racists. It's like, no, you are like, hey, I'm married, but you're not. So don't call yourself married. I fucking hate that because we see that with like, say, for example, the fat acceptance, like I'm big, but I'm healthy. No, you're not. You're fat. You're obese. You're unfuckable. You're disgusting. You're hideous to look at. Your arteries are probably screaming and begging for you to eat some fucking fruit instead of a cheeseburger, you fat pile of fuck. Oh, that felt good. I don't know where that came from. I got to get some of that fat shaming out of me. But you get where I'm coming from on that. That's just for entertainment value, folks. I don't really feel that way. Well, I kind of do, but I'm not going to sit there and like go around pointing fingers at people. It's just that's my viewpoint on it. Anywho, but what we've seen from Elon as of late is as of yesterday, rather, there was, um, well, this, this went beyond yesterday, but yesterday he banned an account. And this account basically was by a 19-year-old kid that, figured out a way to track Elon Musk's private jet. This is where all this conversation came from in the last 24 hours. And I absolutely love it because it's got the wheels fucking turning. And I'm like, Jesus, we're taking on, we're looking at nooks and crannies that we previously discussed of certain areas that in the digital age have been created that I feel the constitution, there is no way to foresee this. And I'm not calling to change anything. I'm just here trying to see this from different perspectives so I can formulate a better opinion or a better position that leans as pro-liberty as possible. So 
This account tracks Elon's plane. Now, people saying that's illegal to post that, it's actually not because it is public information to get somebody's private aircraft. Now, it's not listed. You actually have to do some digging. The FAA pretty much has airplanes listed on their tracking on the 88 radar, all that stuff. But the FAA also, you can basically request a privacy information or a privacy act where it conceals it. But other websites do not utilize the same type of software. And you can basically get bits and pieces and put it together and kind of figure out who's who. Also, this is not illegal. It's all publicly accessed information. So when somebody says that's doxing, it's like, well, is it doxing when you can literally look up the yellow pages and see my address? Yeah. Uh, in the comments here, Adam makes a good point. Yeah. Did, did they dox his son? I think they did, yeah. 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 Well, no, actually, I don't know about that one. I, I know that um, Elon is claiming from the tweets that I read, and I've got the articles here, so I can't answer that one fully. From what it looks like is that, yes, uh, he's blaming people doxing his location, but because uh, apparently uh, yesterday two people tailed his son and then got out of the, like blocked the vehicle, started jumping on the hood of the car, and now Elon is seeking legal uh, action on this. That's what he's claiming. Yeah. Was this uh, something that spawned from the guy posting or the kid posting his uh, private? I don't know. I don't know on that one. So... It's it. This is where we get into the real, real thick weeds on this one, because it's like, OK, but Elon also has access to the Second Amendment, which can protect himself from potential threats. And from one of his pictures that he posted, it looks like he's uh, he's enforcing that around his house there. Yeah. He had like yeah. a big gun. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, and again, I like I said, the jury is still out on this one. But that's one of the situations that's happened that brought this whole thing um just to the forefront of social media. But let me go ahead and read for you um, basically what's been happening according to the articles. Elon Musk's, uh, Musk bans several journalists from Twitter after reinstating literal Nazis. This is updated. Now, again, this is from MSN.com. Take that with a grain of salt. To them, everyone they don't like is a Nazi. So take that very, and again, this is why I feel that when we categorize people, it needs to be accurate. So when MSM calls anybody a Nazi, I don't believe you. Because in your world, Nazis are people that just don't agree with your political philosophy is all that really is. They're not actually Nazis. Yeah. That's and the thing. That's why I feel like when we categorize things, they need to be accurately categorized. Otherwise, the, we conflate meanings that don't actually mean the same thing. Those were the comments that were floating around on Twitter yeah. yesterday from some of the blue checkmark liberals oh, yeah. that yeah. Uh, people are getting, uh, journalists are being yeah. uh, suspended. Those journalists. actual Nazis yeah. are still yeah. like. Where are the Nazis? Actual Nazis. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like prove this guy's yeah. a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. For me, I agree. anybody's a Nazi. I mean, it's a pretty. <laughs> You're a Nazi. Yeah, I know. You don't like what I say. You're a Nazi. <laughs> Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. Springtime for Hitler in Germany. A great movie. Anyway, uh, well, apparently, when Elon banned that account, Elon also had offered this kid $5,000 to take down the account. And this is a smart 19 year old kid. And the kid said, no, I'm having way too much fun with this. Elon bans the account. Well, the kid apparently has a Mastodon account, which is the rival, I guess, of Twitter for the leftists, which is going to fail. But apparently that kid has an account over there, and he's posting Elon's jet location information over there on that account. So then people on Twitter are trying to take that link, post it on Twitter, so kind of like do a, a dox, I guess, a dox by proxy, if you will, and Elon is banning those accounts as well. And people don't like that. And a lot of journalists are trying to cover the story, but they're doxing Elon in the process, and Elon is banning them. So, uh, for example, uh, <laughs> and I, look, you know, what is, I wonder what has happened to him 
to make him so on edge now. So obviously yeah. his life has to have been threatened at some uh, point. Natural, yeah. Probably yeah. something that he hasn't released to the public. Yeah. I would imagine. He's not stupid. Yeah, like, he's not dumb. There so is like, so much this stuff that's going on, mm. it could lead to yes. something that could harm him or his kid. I think they're trying to mm-hmm. scare him into shutting Submission, up. Yeah. And uh, folks, we haven't if even it's we, the FBI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a it's a very powerful well, I'm glad uh, arm you said of the government. FBI. I'm glad you said that FBI because we talk about this digital uh um, Bill of Rights, the FBI is going to be involved. Yep. So th- th- there's a lot to this. But uh, to go that, back to the main point, though. That may have been a stupid kid that had posted that stuff or mm-hmm. was smart enough to find his location, mm-hmm. but he may not realize the ramifications of the harm that he could cause True. this guy and his kids. True. So, I mean, if Let's you're a journalist, you, you use some, com- use some, use some common sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you know, Elon bans him from the platform. And again, this is his platform. He can do as he says. I mean, didn't the left say that if you don't like it, go build your own platform? Well, Elon didn't. He just bought yours. And now he's doing what he wants. So uh, journalists are intentionally, I wouldn't even say unintended, but they are intentionally doxing Elon in the form of uh, writing an article. These are very bad faith journalists. These people, they know what they're doing. They know what they're But the best part about this whole thing, though, is Keith Oberman douchebag extraordinaire. The one dude that I would love to just skull fuck live on camera, just a piece of shit human being thinks that, and again, this is behavior. Keith Oberman is the, is the the prime example of what happens when you are a leftist liberal beta male bitch, total punk ass, a little punk ass. And you've been able to hide behind your Twitter account and no one has held you to standard. You, you develop these online behavioral patterns that are basically uh, shown by Keith Oberman. So Keith Oberman thinks that being he's Keith Oberman, he can do what he wants. He says, hey, guys, I got a great idea. How about we post the links from these other places that are doxing Elon, blah, 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 blah. Boom. Elon nukes his account. Yeah. It's like, okay, Keith, you, you think you can flex on Elon, but you can't. He owns the fucking platform. You don't. So funny. And Keith Oberman, boom, banned. Leave. Leave. You, you know, know what I did yeah. when I got kicked off? Left. I just did a ban of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don Juan 1775 still there. But I just find that so fucking incredibly hilarious. But you know what to happen when the liberals were running Twitter is it would st- it started to fail. Yeah. People weren't there anymore. Yeah. Trump wasn't there. Yeah. So people were leaving. Yeah. It was it wasn't worth the money that Elon paid for, but no. Because he offered that much money, they had to sell it. And you make a great point. Yeah. That's why I feel like Truth Social is never going to rate compared to Twitter because Truth Social Probably is nothing not. but a right-leaning echo chamber. I wish it wasn't, you know, but it's the same reason why Tribal is going to fail. It's a leftist echo chamber. And you, in order for a, a platform to honestly be fun, I hate saying this, but it's true, you've got to have the presence of the opposing political side because there's got to be cross-dialogue. Yeah. And we're viewing this in the, the, the simple context of political dialogue, which is honestly what I feel the majority of these platforms have all turned into. Or maybe that's just me because maybe it's just the audience I follow. Maybe it's completely different for other people. Maybe probably that's true mm-hmm. because for me, Social media now is just all politics for me. You know, of course, I follow a, queue of a bunch of cool accounts that have like traveling and other stuff like that. But the fact is, though, if you're going to have political conversations, you've got to have the other side present. There's just no other. It's just a matter of just don't censor people when they like don't kick somebody off Twitch because you want to have the transgender debate. It's turned into a shit throwing contest. It has. Yes, it so absolutely it's, it's has. It's not that. even even on Twitter. It's yeah. not like <clears throat> uh, a debate going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's you're a Nazi, but you're a racist, you're a But it can, it can certainly help facilitate debates to happen in the future, yeah. naturally, or to happen whenever. But <laughs> I, 
I just, I, I think that Trump is, is being stupid at this point for staying on Truth Social. Nothing says you can't do both. And I would highly encourage him to do both. I think he Because the boomers he's got on Truth Social are probably not going to come to Twitter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, again, I, he's got an audience of over 80 million on Twitter. He's got an audience of 4 million on Truth Social. It doesn't make sense from a number standpoint. Yeah. I, it's a pride ego point or thing at this point. And it's just like, well, you know, if you want to get your message out there to a much broader audience, go where you are magnified and that's on Twitter. Yeah. So, but that's just me. But anyway, Elon banned several journalists from Twitter and now you understand why folks. So Elon banned at least nine journalists from Twitter on Thursday night in a mass purge by arguably the pettiest man on the planet. Again, this is MSM. Keep that in mind. They don't like Elon because everybody, we don't like her bunch of Nazis. Uh, and while the journalists haven't been told what caused the bans, many had tweeted about the Twitter account that tracked Elon's private jet using publicly available information. And this is true. Therefore, it's public information. If the make of my car is on this website, the model of my car is on that, that website, and the license plate is on this website, and you go to each of the websites and you put it all together, that's publicly accessed information. So you fucking retards, like that dumb beagle dipshit that I had to post about on Instagram, this is, it's not public information. Yes, the fuck it is you troglodyte oh i was in it i was in it yesterday i was fucking hammering motherfuckers and it, I, I had to pull out the block button had to pull it out you censored them no i didn't you can go say whatever the fuck you want to say on your platform yeah. you're not coming on mine and acting like a fucking moron it wasn't private it wasn't public information yes the fuck it was yes the fuck it was but i digress and while the journalists have not been told what caused the bans, many had tweeted about the Twitter account that tracked Elon's private jet using publicly available information. The bans on journalists called permanent suspensions in Twitter lingo come after Musk banned the Elon jet account on Wednesday, later explaining that he believed it was a threat to his family's safety. Musk had said he's going to take legal action against the college student who ran the account. Just a few weeks earlier, Musk had insisted that the account wouldn't be banned because he believed in free speech so much. So you get where I'm going with that. Do you, do you see what I'm saying here? So then he's not a free speech absolutist, and that does not—it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I just want accurate titles given. So he's more a moderate free speech person. Fair enough. Uh, Musk appeared to confirm the bans were all about his private jet. Writing on Twitter late Thursday, same doxing rules apply to journalists as to everyone else. And there was a Twitter Spaces event that happened, I think it was either last night or this morning, and it was some prominent journalists. And they were talking about Elon. For those who don't know what Twitter Spaces is, think of it like a vocal chat room you can go click into, and you can listen to what the uh, speakers are saying, and you can like put your hand up uh, digitally to speak, and they'll allow you access to the microphone. And essentially, it's just kind of like a, a verbal chat room, if you will. Where only one person can speak at a time. So they're discussing what's going on. And apparently Elon hops into this chat and it gets like a lot of views. And I listened to the thing and Elon, and I'm paraphrasing, basically says, uh, if you dox people, you will be suspended. This applies to journalists. You're not special. Mm -hmm. So Elon comes in there and pulls out the dick and starts smacking people. And these journalists try calling him on it and they're getting suspended. Feel free. These are the rules. He owns the platform. You don't like it. Go to Tribble. Go to try, yeah, Tribal, <laughs> Tribble. Tri I don't. Whatever. Go to Tribble. So yeah, that's that's what's so funny to me, and that's where all of this started from. That's where all of this started from. Was like, oh my god, he's banning journalists. He's he's against the First Amendment. It's like he's actually not. It's his platform. He can do yeah. what he wants. It was just hilarious. It was, oh, it's fucking great. Like, to just see Keith if, Oberman. To see the, like, meltdowns, that made my day. to see the meltdowns mm -hmm. was just amazing. Like, the more they posted screenshots of accounts that were banned. Yeah. 
I mean, and suddenly, just so like that, the hilarious. left cares about censorship. <laughs> so hilarious. Like you guys. Just like that, they fucking care about censorship. You lying, <laughs> cock sucking little fucking hypocrites. Stop complaining. When Daddy just leave. Elon comes in there and swings the big dick of fucking, <laughs> you know, digital justice. You asshole suddenly just starts screaming for the sky and the pronoun people start melting. It's the greatest thing to see. He shouldn't be allowed to do this. He reinstated Nazis. What happened to like three months ago when you're like, well, if you don't like it, you can go start your own platform. Well, he didn't necessarily do that. He just bought yours, bitch. That's the way it worked. And you don't like it. And it's the greatest thing ever. Fuck, just talking about it right now, my penis is so hard. This is the greatest thing since sliced, ble- sliced bread and fucking Pornhub. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. It's true, though. It's true. You, you nailed it, buddy. Fucking nailed it like a $3 hooker. Uh, uh, Aaron Ruper, an independent journalist who previously worked at Vox, told Gizmodo that Twitter provided no explanation for his ban. <laughs> Sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, I got to do uh, that meme of the, of the fucking guy with the rope around his neck is like, first time. <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, huh? yeah. what? Yeah, uh, uh, welcome just, to I the need, fucking show. Yeah, welcome to the fucking Thunderdome, bitch. It's like <laughs> a lot of you have never been banned on social media, and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> TM, John Burke. Uh, it's like, bro, I can give you the fuck. I can write a book on suspensions yeah. and bans. I'm like the herpes of social media. I will not leave. They can get rid of me all they want. I'm coming back, baby. Mm-hmm. Twitter no longer pretty. has a communications team for Gizmodo to contact, but Twitter's head of trust and safety, Ella Irwin, told Verge's Axe Health that these accounts were supposedly putting people at risk. Without commenting on any specific accounts, I can confirm that we will suspend any accounts that violate our private policies and put other users at risk, Irwin told The Verge. Below, a list of the journalists who have been suspended, which Gizmodo will update as we learn more. They're really acting like this is the end of the world, I know, and I absolutely love it. Hey, fucking... You realize they just kicked Donald Trump off, who was the president of the United States, Exactly. So... God, fucking nose is itchy. Matt Binder, Mashable. Drew Harwell, Washington Post. Excuse me, Steve Herman, VAO News. It's going down news, independent site. Michael Lee, The Intercept, Ryan Mack, New York Times, Mastodon, social media site. They got banned. Oh, yo, it gets better. It gets better, folks. Keith Oberman, formerly MSNBC, Donnie O'Sullivan, CNN, Tony Webster, Minnesota Reformer. Those are all the journalists. Journalists. Keith Oberman is not a journalist. (laughs) That's what happened when they got banned. Can we get a moment of silence for all the banned journalists all over on Twitter? There you go. There you go. There it is, folks. Curiously, Matt Binder was able to join a Twitter space conversation with journalists on Thursday night. Despite being suspended, Binder said he can't see his notifications, DMs, and he can't tweet. But he's able to speak in a Twitter space. Binder said he received notification that his account is permanently in read-only mode. Uh, Jack Sweeney, the 20-year-old college student in Florida who ran the Elon Jet account, also spoke during the Twitter Spaces conversation with journalists. Sweeney speculated that journalists were being banned because CNN Donnie O'Sullivan had reached out to the LAPD, which claimed a police report had never been filed about an incident involving someone supposedly stalking Musk's two-year-old child. He says, I think it all started with that Donnie O'Sullivan. He put that thing where they said they didn't file a police report, Sweeney said. The Twitter Spaces conversation hosted by Notopolis continued after Musk left the chat, but appears to have been killed around 12.13 a.m. ET on Friday as Notopolis was mid-sentence. Musk had previously called himself a free speech absolutist, but Twitter rules have never been more restrictive than since he took over. Okay, that statement is true and false. 
Um, he's he's called himself a free speech. This is true. The rules have never been more restrictive than no, they're not. The rules just haven't favored you. Yeah. These rules don't favor you. Mm-hmm. These rules he's applying are fair and balanced across the board. I'm pretty sure if they weren't, I'd be complaining about it. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm saying, no, these rules are pretty much fair. I can agree with this. Mm-hmm. It's his platform. So that's the funny part. And the, where I started fucking pissing off people yesterday, which I absolutely love to do, and this one wasn't even intentional. I'm a, I posted the meme of the astronaut holding the gun at the other astronaut facing the world. And on the world is the logo of Twitter. And then the middle astronaut says, so it's not really free speech. The astronaut behind him is basically Elon saying it never was. That's not me casting stones and not being an actual free speech. Absolutely. That's not, that's just simply saying we need to reject this idea that any social media platform is going to have free speech. It's just not possible. And people that keep screaming this at the sky are like, we need free speech. So then free speech. So free speech means that you are for free speech, right? An absolutist. So then you're okay with child porn being on there. Well, no. Well, then you're not a free speech absolutist when it comes to social media. Mm -hmm. Therefore, what are you screaming about? There have to be. So instead, and the reason I say this is that we need to divert the conversation. Instead of talking about whether it be free speech or not, we need to start talking about like common sense terms of services that I feel a company could implement. For example, no child pornography. I feel like we can all agree on that one. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, actually, I'm probably wrong. There's probably a lot of leftists that going, oh, damn, ah, barnacles. Yeah. But I think 100%. No child pornography, like no pornography. I think that's fair. But now, again, it's going to be left up to whoever who owns runs, the company. Who owns the company? Who owns the company? And however the people, they want Twitter to be run. Yes, that's how, that's they're going to lay out their terms of service. I agree. They say, yeah, mm-hmm. we're for sp- free speech up to a certain point. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. And, uh, as long as you can talk about it, the the biggest thing for me is being able to go someplace, get information, get accurate information, yeah. and that's it. Not be lied right. to. But I agree. I mean, I agree. Everything. But that's where I pissed off people last night. And so people in the comments like, so you're just, you don't think Elon should be allowed to do this? Like, that's not the point. And so maybe I'm kind of like, wait, am I being clear enough with this? Because I know sometimes the points are in my mind don't translate so well in the meme or maybe in the post, or maybe it's because I didn't cover the whole thing. So let me be clear. It's Elon's company. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want to do with it, baby. I am all for it. Yeah. I don't care. Just like I feel Facebook, same thing. Until... Until, until government starts reaching in and takes control, then you're not a private company. So let me make that clear. So right now, Elon has basically disassociated himself from the FBI. Now, remember, remember me saying this because here we play Trump's speech on a digital bill of rights. That little FBI is going to come back. And the reason why I don't want the government projecting rules onto private companies, even more so than they already do. Okay, we're going to get to that. Before we get into the Trump segment, I want to take your calls on what's going on right now with Elon. So you can call in at 214-817-1689. Again, that number is 214-817-1689. If you disagree, please feel free to call in and give me your side. Give me your perspective. I'm definitely, my ears are open on this one to hear because where it really gets into the weeds and where it really gets complicated is in the Trump section of what his announcement was. And we're going to get to that. But if there's anybody that wants to call in and, uh, you know, debate or say, you know, they disagree, you're more than welcome to call in and make your points. Go right ahead. Stand by. 
Oops, hang on a second. You're killing me. You're killing me here. So hang on one second. All right, go ahead. Yellow, you're live. Hey, John. Hey, Josh. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. What's going on, man? What's on so, your mind? Yeah, I just want to throw out a couple points on there. Is that I think that you hit the nail on the head with the whole Elon thing. Is what is his motivation for suspending these journalists? Because he actually did put out a poll later on last yeah. night where he asked, okay, how long should these guys be suspended for? Mm -hmm. And it's not politically motivated. That's the real key right there. Mm -hmm. So if someone, uh, if I suddenly became CEO of a multi-billion dollar company and I saw people were using it in a way to hurt my family, mm -hmm. of course I'm going to take action against that. Yeah. So that's really the whole thing there, I think. Yeah. I, no, I agree with that. It's his company at the heart of it. It's his company to do what he wants. Yeah, I, I agree. If somebody had ill intentions for my children or my yeah. family, 100%, I'm shutting everybody down. I'll shut the whole goddamn site down. Yeah. You know, it's I'm not going to take that chance. I agree. So, and then also there's the point of that he spent $44 billion for this platform, and the very same peasants that are sitting there screaming he should be allowed to do it yeah. are not paying anything to utilize that platform. You're literally getting a free service. That's, mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's the truth. So when somebody that, that puts no skin in the game, that has no, they didn't buy stock, they have no ownership of the company, who are you to sit there and dictate to that person what they can and cannot do on something they purchase? It'd be like the same as somebody saying, you should and shouldn't be allowed to do certain things with your vehicle. It's like, you don't have that right. I purchased it. It's mine. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree with your point, and also, man. Yeah, and then, I mean, I firmly believe that, like, Elon's viewpoint is changing as well. So, yeah, he may have called himself a free speech absolutist. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you ask him now, he probably wouldn't say that because he's gone through all this crap and he's seen mm -hmm. how people can use the platform for evil <clears throat> as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that just, that's up to him to make that announcement. I mean, I'm just going based upon what I've heard so far. And I haven't heard him say anything contrary to the whole free speech thing. So, and again, I'm not saying he's wrong for this. I'm just simply saying that I feel like we need to differentiate the differences between somebody that is a free speech absolutist and somebody that is not. And like I said, yeah, I, he 100%, he probably has, Elon's one of those people that he has openly admitted when he's had his viewpoints change, which I do respect about him. That's a good thing to have. And yeah, I would agree. I think that his viewpoints are changing now because he's seeing, which the other thing though, that, that does, that does make me curious though, this isn't his first time. Elon's been famous for a very long time. He's had a massive Twitter following. I don't think, I mean, maybe it's just because of the increase in the, the probability of him being targeted has drastically increased with his massive exposure. Now, I don't know, but I don't think this is the first time Elon's probably had to deal with something like maybe a stalk or anything like that. So to say his viewpoints changed, I don't know. That's a good question. Only he can answer that. Yeah, it's hard to say if they used this exact way, though, to target him before. Yeah. If I could just throw in one quick more point, I know you guys yeah. haven't gotten to it yet, but on the whole Bill of Rights thing, on the virtual Bill of Rights, mm -hmm. it's like the reason why our current Bill of Rights stands is, A, because you have to get like three-quarters of the states to ratify it yep. any amendments to the Constitution, which is never going to happen. And then you have the Second Amendment that's going to guarantee it. So it's like, how <laughs> is, are they going to build that into it? There's no way to Bro, I'm telling you, you're Rights leagues ahead. Yep, you are leagues ahead. These are all the things that I wanted to get to because it's not so simplistic of, you know, the government's going to come out with this Bill of Rights and it's going to be what we all want. It's like, no, it's not. 
And yeah, you, you definitely get ahead of the conversation on that one because I'm just like, I was telling Josh earlier, it's like, okay, so who's writing this bill of rights? Is it our current elected representatives, which are, you know, again, the right is just inundated with neocon rhinos. You want them up there negotiating and defending and saying, this is what we want in this digital bill of rights. I wouldn't rely on them to fucking negotiate dealing, or like purchasing a can of fucking beans. These people are incompetent. They're useless and spineless. Democrats are, they're swinging hard right now. Republicans, they're still, my God, <clears throat> you got an ex-speaker that's over there crying over Nancy Pelosi. We have beta bitches in suits. So we're sitting there saying, yeah, we want fair representation on social media. These are the people that you really want to throw in there defending you. And then that's just, you know, that's just one downfall of this. There are much more important and I think constitutionally aligned points to be made. But like right off the get go and say, you really want the Lindsey Grahams out there and the fucking Mitt Romney's negotiating your rights on like, come on. That's like saying like, hey, I want Jeffrey Dahmer to represent me in this cannibal case. Like that's that doesn't make any fucking sense. So I agree with you. I 100 percent agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. I got in some conversations last night with staunch Republicans. I lean much more libertarian myself. But mm -hmm. one of the questions I posed to them was if uh, Joe Biden had come out with NFT cards and if he had come out and said, hey, we're making a virtual bill of rights to. Uh, be an oversight over all of this. How would you guys feel about that? There you and go. I think we all know the answer. Yeah. And it's, that's the problem is that there's so much hypocrisy on the right side because these people yep. follow Trump like a cult. Yes, basically. the same side that says they want small government. They want small government. As soon as Trump pushes something that is pro-big government, especially government overreach, they clamor for it. So, and fuck it, let's go ahead and get into the topic. You've already cracked a seal on it, so let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, no, keep him on there. Like, he makes some really good points. But, so for those that don't understand, is that Trump came out with this, this statement. He basically, he says he wants to introduce a bill of rights, a digital bill of rights. Now, let's just break this down to basically what it is. It is a government-enforced set of rules on how a company can or is supposed to be run by saying what it can't do. Now, these, these examples he's given, they're great. I mean, yeah, who wouldn't want these examples, such as, for example, you know, if you are working the FBI, the CIA, whatever, you need a cool-off period of, what is it, five to seven years before you can get go hired with a big tech company? Yeah. Well, that doesn't fix your problem. That doesn't fix your problem. The problem is fixed by simply saying, hey, if you work for CIA or any government representative that is caught colluding with big tech, gets prisoned. That fixes the problem. But also, folks, this is what we also fail to realize— are we seeing any of the big name politicians and the like facing any consequences for any of their breaking of any laws? We look at Hillary Clinton. We look at all these people. They have clearly been prosecuted, found guilty. Nothing fucking happens. So the same people that are saying, we need these laws. We need these laws. The laws don't apply to them. So it's just you're speaking gargled nothing. Secondly on that, again, and I'm, I'm being very generic with this, the, the, the solution to government overreach and meddling is not more government overreach and meddling. It doesn't fix itself. Instead, it needs to be less, less government meddling. Let the private companies do what the fuck they want to do and stay out of it. So go ahead with your point, because now we're already talking about it. Go ahead and say what you want to say. Well, uh, yeah, that covers a lot of it. But my other question, though, is why isn't Trump seeing this? Like, he, he, considering the past eight years, He's yep. been hounded by these government agencies. Why is he now saying, I want all this oversight? Now, he's a smart guy. It's not like he's dumb. So yeah. what is making him want to bring these people in, the same people that have got him booted off Twitter, the same people that were colluding with Twitter, the same yeah. people that were investigating him? I mean, you have that entire question of what is going on in his mind. 
Yeah. And is like, is he getting senile or is he just not running his campaign and other people are putting this stuff out and making it look really good in front of them? That, you know, I think a lot of it is the second part of what you just said. I think other people are putting it out there. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's thinking. And you're right. Back in 2016, we had the majority. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go back through and listen to the, uh, through his speech well, I want again. It. I, we, we can. After after we finish with this phone call, I do want to do that. So everybody hears what he actually has to say. But you, yeah, Article 230. You know, I remember having the conversation with Crenshaw. Crenshaw was saying, like, if we if we abolish it, then big tech is going to censor even more. It's like, true, but they already are. I was like, but at this point, though, you can legally hold them accountable. Or... They have no government protection. They also say, we're just here to serve as a platform. We do not, you know, you have to agree that you cannot use anything against us or sue us. Then it's, it's you know, just a moderate terms of service establishment. But we don't have that. Yep. It's too far either way. For what I'm sounding like from <clears throat> his video was that it was going to be a very stringent process to get the <clears throat> Section 230 applied yep. to your uh, platform. Mm. So you'd have to qualify for it mm -hmm. basically i just i don't like the idea of any government protections i don't because i feel like when a when a private business ventures into that area you are no longer a private well, business that's like, You're just protected by the government therefore I'm, there's no counter like for pfizer for example well you go to at&t at&t isn't a platform it's a service so True. just because people talk on uh, the yeah. phone about yeah. you know committing a crime doesn't yeah. mean at&t is implicated in that i so can agree with that yeah. that's what facebook that's what twitter that's what that's they what, should do that's yeah. what they should be doing I under agree. section 230 but they're not doing that they're acting as a yeah. publisher so so when you start to act as a publisher, yep. then all of a sudden, all bets are off. Yeah, you yeah. don't get protection under Section I agree. 230. So I think there's there's some things in there that are good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd have to parse <clears throat> through it, and yeah. I, mean, I don't think you're going to listen to it one time and be like, okay, yeah, that that's going to work. You're going to have to red uh, pen no, this bro, shit. No, bro. Yeah, to death. I, yes, that's a very good way of saying you have to red pen this shit to death. But I feel like a lot of conservatives, especially the Trump dick writers, they're not giving it any foresight. They're not really thinking this through. And honestly, I feel like Trump. He makes some just rash decisions. He did the same thing with the Second Amendment, with the bump stocks, with the body armor. This is when we. This is the, the the Trump I don't like seeing. This is the Trump that he's being very irrational. It's like we need to think about this in in greater depth, and let's attack this at the points where he can actually fix this issue. I don't sit there and think that applying a digital bill of rights is going to fix this issue because to get to that point, it's going to take a lot, and the outcome or the product that we're going to get is probably one that we don't like. But also, at the core of it, though, at the baseline, it's still a private company. We, we can't forget that. We cannot forget that. This is a private company. Now, I'm referencing Twitter here, specifically. So, but thank you for your call, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you for weighing in with your, uh, your Thank viewpoint. You Thanks, buddy. Um, so, before we get to the next caller, let's go ahead and listen to Trump's clip. That way, everybody knows what I'm talking about, because apparently some people didn't hear Trump's major announcement because they thought it was NFT trading cards. Oh, you see, kind of proving my point again, motherfuckers. Oh. <laughs> Man, if you didn't like me before this, you're really not going to like me after this. I really don't care. So. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, so he's going to be pulling up the actual Trump. I got it. All right, let's go ahead. And we're going to take this piece by piece. So let's okay. go ahead and listen to this. Any day now. Whenever you're ready. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes, one by one, they'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. All right, pause that. And reclaim. 
All right, left-wing censorship. We've already seen with the drop of the Twitter files, the right was doing it as well. We've already seen that the NFT scam that went out there, the FTX scam, the right was on the take as well. Look, we cannot we cannot try and categorize this into left versus right. Yeah, when you Both say, of these agencies are, are known for doing this. So when Trump's trying to essentially say, we're trying to go after the left, it's fair enough. And he's used this tactic in the past, his hatred for the left so much that people unify behind him by being the spearhead against the left. But they also said that Trump's team was also trying to do the exact same fucking thing on Twitter. So from what I understand, mm -hmm. what his team was talking about was why their people were getting banned and suspended from Twitter. No, no. Yeah, that's true, too. But also in those Twitter files, there were things of basically where it said that people were essentially colluding with the government, that mm -hmm. were conservatives trying to do the same thing, suppress things. Because in the Twitter files, you can read it. It says it right there in the emails. That author, that uh, journalist, that Tabibi dude, he even, he even came out and said that. And they had this on proof. So, again, more so to the left. This is true. That's what they admitted. Said this was, you know, the censorship was regulated heavily against the right, but it did exist from the right towards the left. Therefore, and it, if both sides are taking part of this, it's it, corrupt. It bears saying too that these companies are left-run companies. Oh yeah. For God's sakes, mm -hmm. Google came out after Trump won and had a big cry seminar. Yeah. Because he was elected, and they felt yeah. like they let the country down because oh, yeah. they allowed him to get elected. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you when somebody says they allowed him to get elected? Uh -huh. They didn't do enough. To mm -hmm. keep him from getting elected. Yep. It means they're willing to meddle in an election. Yep. To well, get it was proven Twitter did. Right. Yeah. So if you don't think these other platforms are doing what they're doing, oh, they're they all do. yeah. left-leaning companies. Yeah. 100%. We know that. Mm -hmm. So them, I don't think it makes a single bit of difference from them, the Trump administration, contacting Twitter mm -hmm. and saying, yeah, this is false information. Why is this person suspended? Mm -hmm. And that kind of stuff. So... Just means the they would, they, all it means is that they would just resort to this. I'm not saying, well, okay, let me, let, me, let me put it this way. If participating in the same thing you accuse the opposite side of doing doesn't make you any better. It just means you're playing the same game. I'm not saying that they're not right for doing what they did, but let's just, again, attack us at the core. The point still being that there should be no government involvement in private enterprise like that whatsoever. That's the point that I'm trying to make. So if Both the, sides do it. Therefore, none of us should be allowed to do if it. If the Biden administration or the Biden uh, presidential campaign administration, they <clears throat> tap Twitter and say, the Hunter Biden story, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. And they say, okay, let's suppress it. Mm -hmm. But they it shouldn't be allowed. It wasn't a lie. Exactly. Exactly. It shouldn't be allowed. That is, I mean, yeah. So I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. And we all saw, but again, who helped facilitate that? Yeah. The FBI. Yeah. The same FBI that Trump, didn't Trump at one point call to abolish the FBI? Do I have that wrong? Because now Trump has changed his tune to where it's like, we need to fire the bureaucrat. No, you need to abolish it. And yeah. Trump, let's let's continue because okay. this is what pisses me off. It's like, we are not addressing the, the, the core fundamental issue here. We are addressing the, the cosmetic repercussions of what's causing this. So it's like, yes, we're going to fix this by chopping the tail off the snake. No, it's just going to grow back. Let's continue is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. This is true. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. This is true. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. And here's my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, 
I will sign an executive order All right, push banning pause any federal. Okay. There's something we also have to take into account here with Trump is making this announcement. Um, right now, right now, this very moment, Trump is not loved by the bureaucrat uh, GOP. The Romneys, the rest of them, the McConnells. The swamp. The swamp. Let's not even call them the swamp. I feel like these are prior to the Trump administration. I'm watching Ted Cruz. I want to see which side Ted Cruz stands on this one because I feel like Ted Cruz is a perfect example of prior to Trump's inauguration was Mm anti-Trump. Now that Trump took over, Cruz became a Trumper. Okay? So I want to see where people are standing right now with Trump on the outside of the GOP establishment. I'm not saying the GOP itself. I'm saying if we have three, if we have two circles, the inner circle is the GOP establishment. Trump's not there. Trump's on the outer circle of the anti-establishment. So, but I hate to say this, but it's the establishment that's got a lot of the fucking poll right now. Trump, I feel with this announcement is trying to essentially put himself in the forefront of the GOP establishment that if they go against him, they are polarizing themselves from their own voter base by them saying like, say for example, if McConnell uh, came out and said, I don't like Trump, blah, blah, blah. But the majority of people are saying, but look what Trump is wanting to campaign on. What Trump is doing right now, he's basically, like he just said, he's outlying his campaign Mm -hmm. for 2023, 2024. This is what Trump's doing. Smart way of doing it. Right now is the time to strike while the iron is hot. But the problem I feel is that, honestly, what he's suggesting is going to be swallowed hook, line, and sinker by the majority of the right-leaning voter base. I don't think you're going to have a lot of critical thinkers. You're not going to have a lot of independents out there really trying to say, wait a minute, hold up, this might not be. Again, this is what Trump did in 2016. He's doing it again now. Basically be the the juxtapose the left, and you're going to garnish so much support, especially right now around a topic, a hot-button topic like social media censorship. It's a smart political move, but it does concern me. That again, what he's saying is like it's it's the actual uh, the statements he's making. It's like what you're trying to do to fix this. That's what concerns me because while it sounds good being put into practical effect right now with you in office, what about it when it changes and mm-hmm. it's a Democrat in office? Do I still feel again the core meaning that I'm trying to come or get people to understand is if we want to create something and we want to create it when our guy is in the house. How would you feel about that same uh, being, whatever is career, whatever program or policy or three-letter agency, how would you feel with the opposing political side being in control, having access to that agency? And if your answer is, I would not feel comfortable, then it should not exist. Ergo, the FBI should not exist. So in future, when the statement, when Trump talks about firing people in the FBI, no, abolish the FBI. Because if human corruption can come in and set in according to the left, don't you for a second think that can't fucking happen again to the right. And this is where constitutionalists separate themselves from Republicans. I'm going to fucking say it, folks. I'm going to say it. This is where the actual constitutionalists separate from the Republicans. And the Republicans turn into Trump dick riders. You're in favor of it because it suits you. I said the same thing for executive orders. Nobody fucking listened. And then what does Joe Biden do the moment he goes back in office? EO after fucking EO. Because this basically circumvents Congress and throws the whole fucking rights, checks and balances out of whack. That's what's going to happen again. And I'm not favoring the left and I'm not favoring the right. I'm favoring the Constitution. That's just where I come from. So let's continue with Trump's statement department or agency from colluding with any organization, business or person yes. to censor, limit, categorize, mm. or nope. impede the lawful speech of America. He can't. Now he's now again. 
it, the first part, there should be no federal collusion, blah, blah, blah. Cool, arrest them. But then talking about private companies should not be allowed to censor. Okay. I think he's talking about these, the government being able to censor private companies. Go ahead and run that back then. Maybe I misheard. Because my understanding was, let's just go, let's do it again. Any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, okay, categorize, yeah, or misheard. impede yeah. the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis- or disinformation. Okay, pause that. And I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Did you know that was a thing? Like, how is that being practiced? I didn't know that. That they're using federal dollars. Yeah. How are they doing that? Well, you have things like PBS, NPR. Okay. They have these government agencies okay. that are- Is that what he's referring to? Spitting out these propaganda talking yeah. points that, you know, kicking these doctors yeah. off. I mean, I think the more we see these Twitter files, we're going to see like the Dr. McCullough. I you know think they already brought them back? Yeah. They, they brought those doctors back. Yeah. I'm yeah which following is them on Twitter. That's great. Yeah, I did too. Because those are the two smartest people that you should be listening to yeah. about- any type of virus. I agree. I mean, the guy invented the, what's the MIR, M Moderna, Mer Moderna, MRNA. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go back to the Trump thing, though. You were saying? Yeah. You want to play? Yeah, it? let's continue playing. In the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship, directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are, second, He's I will order the it. Department of Justice. Again, you, again, Department of Justice, the what, what Department of Justice? Where is the justice? Where, where is the justice here? Like, I get what he's saying. Yeah, I believe federal involvement or even state involvement in private free market enterprise should be wrong. I agree with that. But again, it's just like, all right, but they're already doing it. Nobody seems to give a fuck. We're okay with this. We're okay with this, this nepotism to an extent, this corporatism at the hands of the government. I don't know. I'm not okay with it. I'm talking about like people have accepted that it's happening. Nobody's doing yeah. shit to stop it. And to include the Department of Justice. Right. It's like That's because it's run by crooks and criminals. Even when Trump had it. Even when Trump had the DOJ. What happened to Hillary? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I know. It's what happened to Article 230? Fucking nothing. And this is the thing. I remember when I had these debates with Crenshaw. I was like, why are we not doing anything? Because, and I'm, I'm going to say it, it didn't impact Trump nearly as much as it does now. Now Trump has uh, some skin in the game. What about all the accounts prior to that that were banned prior to Trump? Nothing. Fucking nothing. That kind of pisses me off. I'm not going to lie. Was it more of a thing back in 2015, 2016? What? Censorship? Which, yeah. For me, it was, yes. Like, I've been, like I said, I've been banging this drum for fucking years. Years. Were there... Shadow banning people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I do you know, remember Twitter talking about that back in like 2000. Yeah. Dude, I saw the engagement on my Facebook page when I still had it, like upwards of 600,000. Maybe 10 people saw a post like, Jesus, like they yeah. have really hamstrung me. So what's the point? Right. Like, well, what's the point in staying there? Uh, you just rebuild it and they take it away from you. I mean, the only real reason I'm on social media still is just to get people to come listen to the podcast. It's like, because out here, I feel like this is our, this is our Cayman Islands. Like they can't touch us out here. This is our Zurich. <laughs> Like you can't, social media can't fuck with us out here. But anyway, let's continue listening to Trump. The DOJ, no matter who they are, second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime, which is absolutely destructive and terrible, and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. 
These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law, and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, with. and constitutional offenses. Push pause. To assist that part I can agree with. To investigate a company, a private company, that has engaged in illegal activities, especially when it comes to voter uh, election laws, things like that. Yes, that is actual justice. That is actual justice, as long as it doesn't go in there and tell the private company how it can and cannot operate. It, but it does say these are the laws if you don't abide by those. And that's the thing that pisses me off. It's clear that Twitter had election meddling, election tampering. Mm -hmm. What's happened? Where, where's the DOJ? Why, why do we not see? Where's our January 6th now? Where's any of this? That's because Republicans are do-nothing spineless bitches. You know, there could have been like, I don't know, 25 or 30 January 6th over the past, I don't know, from 2016 to 2020 because of all the cities that were burned down. We should be having a January 6th, 2020-style yeah. fucking trial right now. And that the, would be a justified trial. Yeah, the only concern I have about this is when he says DOJ, it's like back to... yeah. Square one. Okay, so you had Bill Barr in there. Mm -hmm. You had, I mean, you keep, if you keep bringing back the same players, yep. you're going to keep, you know, getting the same results. Trump surrounded so. himself with kiss asses. I don't that, even think he did By that. the way, I, turned I on him. Bill just, Barr turned on him. You know, I kind of think that he was just taking the advice of people that are, were around him that really didn't have his best interest Possibly, at heart. yeah, probably. I mean, because, I don't know, Bill Barr came in, everybody was excited about him. Yeah, and they really, yeah. He, he didn't really do anything. And just shit. You know, who's the other guy? The... <clears throat> uh, that was still in Durham. Durham, Jeff Durham. Yeah. What's I mean, nothing happened there. They, People they, don't like it when you say those things. <laughs> they don't like it when you say that. You don't I mean, say that. no, I agree with you. It's, but you, uh, you know, know it's, this all sounds good, but exactly. if it's the DOJ is going to come in, the the game is going to protect itself. Exactly. That's what, and that's the point that I'm trying to make. It's all corrupt. Yeah. The only way to fix it is to root it all out, remove it. Yeah. Because, folks, I'm telling you, if you think, because say, for example, if Trump goes in there and says, we're going to fire F every FBI bureaucrat, mm -hmm. how are you going to prove that? Because here's the deal. There are some, there's probably a lot of FBI agents. Apparently, that, they're pretty sloppy because they left all their shit on fucking Twitter server. But do you think you're going to catch every <laughs> single fucking FBI person that leans left that try and use what? No, they're still going to exist. The point that I'm trying to make is the human ability of corruptibility or corruption, if you will, is always going to exist. Granted. We're always going to, there, there will be, there will never be a government that is created in the history of this universe that is without corruption because right. human corruption always exists with mankind. Mm -hmm. I think the better question is what is the best type of operational government we can have with as minimal corruption as possible? Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, I don't think that applies to three letter agencies because I feel like a lot of these three letter agencies were birthed into existence for the feigned belief that they're going to provide security while also taking away your freedoms. The FBI being one of them, the CIA, the fucking IRS. Yeah. So when people say like, hey, we're going to remove as much as the corruption as possible in the FBI, but does it still exist? Well, yes. So then get rid of it. Well, what about a government that has the same kind of deal? Well, we need that government to operate. We don't need the FBI. Right. We didn't have the FBI prior to what, 35? We were okay. Granted, we have brand new ways of having to deal with fucking terrorism and shit like that, but let the states deal with that. Let them handle it. You'll be surprised. World War One, World War Two. In these efforts, I am urging. Fuck you, Trump. When the when the <laughs> wheels of commerce start turning, just like with COVID, you had many different companies and organizations start churning out masks and shit. People went to work yeah. until they were told not to go to work. But you get where I'm going with this.
I just don't feel like Trump's fix is to fire the people within the FBI. It's get rid of the FBI. Yeah, I just don't. The same FBI under Obama that spied on Trump. Yeah. The same FBI that Trump left in place that was actively working against him. And here's the thing. That's not just a Trump call. That's a congressional call. Mm -hmm. And that ain't never going to happen. That's when when Trump is saying these things, you really feel you're going to get the boomer neocons to get on board with, hey, we're going to put forward this 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 bill that says we are going to get rid of the FBI. Fuck no. You know, I, we have to be pragmatic to an, to an extent. I do think that happens if the right people are elected. So if you get new yeah. people in there, like uh, who's that, the lady from Colorado, Bobert? Yeah, like Lauren Bobert. Yeah, she seems like the type of person who would be on board with. Oh, she yeah. Rooting out these type of people, yeah. even Marjorie Taylor. Yeah, Green. they would absolutely. Yeah, you know, you, I think they'd even go so far as to be for the abolishment of it, and I would yeah, support them in that. Yeah, absolutely. Because but, I think it's, but the I, reason I'm, I'm saying yeah, they would do that is they're, they're extremists in their viewpoints. Right. Not extremists in the sense of terrorism, but they are like hard one way. They're tired. They're sick and tired of the same old yeah. bullshit. And you yeah, know, I can, I get it to a, a certain extent to yeah. why they say some of the things that they said. Because I'm right. Yeah, I get it's it. So mad, especially yeah. when you're paying taxes, especially if you're a yes. small business owner. Yes. And you're employing people yeah. and you see the government coming in yes. and taking tens of thousands of dollars of your hard earned money exactly. and sending yes. it overseas and spending it on frivolous stuff. And so there is no more difference. There is no difference so, in the government stepping in and regulating Twitter right. than there is the government stepping in and regulating a small business. It's just that we operate in different fucking avenues. Twitter makes its money through ad revenue. We make ours through sales. But I think we can all come to the agreement that the more that the government comes in and intervenes, the more they fuck it up and the more they screw us over. My God, folks, in the last three, four years, you saw the disaster that was COVID and how our government mishandled this. Many people's lives were destroyed. Businesses gone. On, never coming back. That was because of not COVID, the government's handling of COVID. Yeah. We never even gave science a chance. And the same government, the same people in the FBI and the rest of them, and, 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 here we go, the CDC, the FDC, the FDA, all these motherfuckers. And I don't even, I guarantee the FCC was involved as far as censorship via on the radio and shit like that. Yeah. Twitter, at the behest of the government, starts banning prominent doctors, saying we disagree with this, that is government infringement. Yeah. Those people should be in jail. That's a no-go. Now, here's the other thing. If there was no government intervention, and I'm, I really am biting my tongue trying to say this, do we feel like Jack and the rest of them that were leading Twitter? Now, really think about this before people respond. Without yes. the Biden, <laughs> yes, <laughs> without the Biden administration's interference, do we think they still would have banned these prominent doctors? Uh, I don't think they would have. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Twitter would have let them be because it would have gotten way more engagement. Because here's the thing: Twitter does not care yeah. as much as people think about what's really being said until an, a, a whole majority says, "Well, that's racist." Then they have to take action. Mm -hmm. But if they're getting more people coming to Twitter to engage in discussion and debate and talk and shit like that, that boosts the numbers. That's what Elon's doing right now. His Twitter usage is at an all-time high in the existence of Twitter. Mm -hmm. The entire it's at an all-time high. So I really feel without the government intervention, I think Twitter would have left the doctors alone to just to debate. But again, that, that same FBI, the same groups of people, the FDC, the CDC, all of them. They had a role in this. Yeah. They had a fucking role in this. And folks, the basic principles that I am taking 
and applying towards organizations like the FBI are the same principles that Milton Friedman took towards organizations like the FTC, or excuse me, the FDA. Go watch Milton Friedman's lectures on the FDA and why it should be abolished. Now, again, we've been brought up to think in a certain way as Americans that we're the land of the free, home of the brave. We're not. We are not free. We do not have free speech. We just don't. That's just the natural order of it. We have to acknowledge these certain things to be true because it does run contrary to what we were raised to believe because everybody's patriots. Everybody loves red, white, and blue, Uncle Sam, Yankee Doodle Dandy, all that bullshit. And then come to find out we're a country that has a lot of socialist roots in it right now from these socialist programs baked into a capitalistic foundation. And we don't like admitting that, but it's true. And I hate that just as well. But when it comes to free speech, we do not have free speech. We do not. I cannot make an active threat against Josh's life. I would get arrested. That's not free speech. Mm -hmm. That's moderated speech. That's censored speech. People don't like hearing that. And people say, it's not in your right to dox people. You do realize the majority of this information is already out there. You just have to get it. Is that really doxing? Not necessarily. Should people be allowed to dox? It's like, and again, that's where my mind's not really made up yet. Am I a free speech absolutist or am I in that, that centrist category? It's like, okay, I get how certain things do have to be applied. Certain laws do have to be, be applied. Like, yeah, I get it. And that's why I'm, I'm learning a lot. Anyway, let's continue on with Trump. Nope. Okay, now you fucked it up. Sorry, Way to go, here. buddy. Ready? Yeah. Regulatory and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters, and we have to do this right now, to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant, ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Push pause on that. Third All right, Trump's taking a really smart approach on this one. Because I really feel like a lot of the freaking establishment conservatives are going to align themselves with this. Yeah. Trump already knows this. So now that Trump's announced it, when these boomer neocons do the same thing, it's going to look like they're siding with Trump. Yeah. Trump's kind of, I don't know if he's intentionally doing this, but this is what's going to happen. McConnell's aren't going to like this. Mm -hmm. They're probably not going to be very vocal about it. But yes, I do feel like a lot of Republicans in the House, they've got a lot of pressure from their voter base saying, you better fucking do something now. Now that you've got control of the House, you had better start doing something or at least making some waves. Is, is McConnell up for re-election in, in 2024? I think so. I mean... Because uh, I didn't see... Wait, was he re-elected? I, I, mm. I think as a... No, I, I don't think he was running. I don't think he was running like, for re-election. This re guy has to get out. He's like, got to go. Him... The Grams, Grams yeah. the Collins, mm -hmm. the Burkowskis. The Burkowski. Yeah. yeah. I agree. They need to go. They need to go. That is that is the swamp. Those I don't even like they're saying, not doing anything. They're they well no, they are. They're doing oh, they're, the wrong, the things. wrong thing. They're playing games with Democrats. They yeah. like McConnell's over there reaching across the aisle. No, I'm sorry. We've hit a point now where you know, and this is the thing that I really wish I could agree with on most people's uh, stances when they say, like, I wish we could just get along and unify as a country again. Look, folks. They I'm, ruined that. I, I, exactly. I'm right there with you. If we did not, if the DNC did not push such pressing issues to the front of their party, I would agree with you. Yes, we should probably be able to say, look, let's make some compromises. Let's concede some ground on both sides. And let's just get the best job. Let's make the best thing happen that we can. But, folks... I'm sorry. How can you do that with the same people that want to sexualize children, that want to endorse pedophilia, that want to push in favor, the Biden administration included, for general, genital mutilation in children? No, folks. Yeah. You cannot reason with them. 
You cannot negotiate with them. They are terrorists in my eyes. You do not negotiate with these people. They should be harassed. They should be bullied. They should be assaulted. These people should be six feet under. They are disgusting. Pedophiles. We are talking about pedophilia within the DNC under the banner of the LGBT. If they did not have the LGBT's protections, they would have been crucified a long time ago. Thus proving gay privilege is a real thing. All right, let's continue on with Trump. My inauguration as president, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk revising Section 230 to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality, transparency, fairness, and non-discrimination. Push pause. We should require... Okay, sounds good in theory. But again, this is Congress that's going to have to come together. What are these rules going to be? And this is where we're getting to that very slippery slope. Because I'm telling you right now, if we had a digital bill of rights, well, the, I think the biggest, the biggest right we're going to be arguing about is the right to free speech. Right? Fair enough. That's what the whole thing's about. Yeah. So then we go into debates with Democrats. Well, now remember those three categories of free speech that I mentioned earlier? Well, what about when you have polar opposite sides... The left believes in hate speech. The right doesn't, but yet come to find out the, the right kind of does because if calling to kill somebody is considered illegal speech, therefore, I think in their mind, it's kind of qualified as hate speech, then are we really free speech absolutists? This is where I'm conflicted. This is where I'm conflicted. And that's why I'm, I'm open to opinions on this one. But the point still being, though, is that do we really trust these two parties to come together and facilitate a bill of rights to force upon a private company? Yeah. Or the private company says, fine, we don't want your protections. We do whatever we want to do. Yeah. And the other, the other part about this is that there is no guaranteeing that even if Trump does get elected, we're going to take Congress. Again, this is a running platform. This yeah. is what he's doing. I get it. It makes sense. These are great talking points. And I do want to go back to a point that Josh had made earlier. Trump's re-election announcement speech, um, everybody criticizes him saying it wasn't that, that wasn't that like fiery. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like all just, you know, exploding fireworks, but this guy was president before. Yeah. He's not going to have that initial fucking energy he did. It's like, okay, Trump's coming back. That just, was good. I, I thought it was a good speech. I just, I think it showed... Just another side of him that yeah. Well, he was, he was on he was focused. He was on focus. He's on that turning one. a corner and trying to really bring people together. It's not going to help if you go out there and start spitting fire and brimstone. Yeah, you know, if you're trying to unify people and bring people together, if there's yeah. people like on the fringe, they're like, yeah, but he's just all over the place. I you know his tweets, blah yeah. blah blah. That's yeah. going to stop me. But if they see a a softer side of this guy who is coming, well, out I feel that's say, why he stopped doing the DeSantis attacks. Notice he hasn't done that anymore. Shouldn't do it. I, I agree, but I also feel like that goes to show you that DeSantis has got a lot of pull because Trump pulled the punches at this point. He knows that DeSantis has got a lot of love for him in the fucking G the, the, uh, GOP. I, I think they both have enough to run on if, oh, they, yeah. if DeSantis does decide to run. They do? I think Trump... I think both of them did great as president and governor. I think they did yeah. a phenomenal job. There are things I disagree with more so on Trump than I do with DeSantis, but also DeSantis hasn't been as out as Trump has yeah. on a lot of issues. It's, so, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a difference between the 
president of the United States and governor of no, your, I'm just talking state. about policies in general, like Second Amendment, First Amendment, things like that. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. I don't know a lot of what DeSantis, uh, how he stands on the Second Amendment. I don't know because, again, we haven't really had a lot of prominent news articles about that. I don't yeah. think it's really commented on too much. Yeah. But from what I've seen, and I remember when we start first started talking about DeSantis, like, what, about a year and some change ago? I was like, look, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to, I just watched the man on his actions. I'm impressed. I'm yeah. impressed. I mean, I like the way he handles himself yeah. in front of the media. Doesn't let him get away with bullshit. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of Trump-esque. Yeah. And I think Trump really started that that ball rolling <laughs> for that kind of stuff. Too. Oh, yeah. But I think DeSantis is a much more refined yet as effective man as Trump. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's continue with Trump. We're almost done with this. I just want everybody to hear what Trump has to say, folks. Their efforts to take down unlawful content such as child exploitation yeah. and promoting terrorism while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict lawful speech. Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called mis- and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs. That's the, the federal government shouldn't be funding anything. Yeah, I'm sorry. I agree. I, I like all these. As soon as he said funding nonprofit, no, I didn't volunteer that. That's okay. when he says federal funding. That's your money, folks. That is your money. I don't care how just the cause may be. You are taking my money and voluntarily giving it to somebody else without asking my consent. Yeah. No, I don't agree with that. I don't give a fuck if it's for curing childhood cancer, which I'd be okay with if you asked me. But the simple fact is people are not thinking this all the way through because it's already happening. Therefore, we should automatically go. No, you can still retain the stance of I don't fucking like that. Yeah. And the louder you get about that, the politicians start to listen. But if we just close our eyes and say, oh, it's just the way it is, th then nothing changes. That's why you have to hold Trump's feet to the fire. That's why you have to criticize. That's why you have to get ideas out there, get exposed to the masses, win favoritism, win the majority. The voice grows louder and then they really start listening. But just simply saying, well, that's the way we've always done it, that doesn't cut it anymore with me. I don't like that. That's just giving up, in my opinion. All right, let's continue. Support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. university is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past, such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, those universities should lose federal research dollars and had federal that. student loan support for a period of right, five years and maybe one. more. I feel like that should never have been happening anyway, because then you could easily get into favoritism. Why is the government funding certain organizations, certain universities versus other ones? And especially now in this day and age where everything is, um, uh, let me push pause on that real quick. Everything is race-related, race-related. Uh, we saw this thing yesterday about Google. Apparently, Google is doing this Google back or Google buy black. Oh, yeah. They're literally pushing out there this thing to where you can support businesses based only upon the race of the owner. And, of course, it's favoriting black people. Right off the bat, black people. Now, folks, the reason I can tell you this is racist, because if I was to take a picture with Josh and post it on the Shell Shock CBD page, which I'm tempted to fucking do... And it's a picture of me and Josh smiling and saying white-owned business. If that screams racism to you and you're black, I got news for you. <laughs> you're a racist. Yeah. Or you could just, you know, be pragmatic and say it doesn't fucking matter what your race is. Do you have a good affordable product? Mm -hmm. 
This is just nothing but more identity politics in the hands of Google. This is stupid. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't fucking care. Remember my point that I said? Democrats don't have enemies. They make enemies. Democrats don't have racism. They create racism. Yes. If you're a white dude and nothing but black people keep coming up and punching you in the face, it makes perfect reason. It makes perfect sense. Why they would hate black people. When you start to see society favoring a singular race over everyone else time and time and time again, you are creating a very big hatred for that race. Is it lazy man's thinking? Yes, it is. Is that the by and large most way or way that most people I feel think in this country? Yes, it is. And the people that are smart enough to identify that know that and then take full advantage of that. They're not stupid, but the majority of Americans are. They don't think for themselves. So yes, they are creating racism by appearing to favor one race that it claims to be oppressed that in reality, they are not. And then you script that you sit there and you whine and you complain and you pearl clutch about why are we seeing an increase in racism? Because you're creating it. But you know that, and that's exactly why you're doing it. That's how corrupt this system is. That's how disgusting these people are. And I got news for you. If you're black and you participate in this, you deserve all the hatred you get. If you are white and you participated in something like this, you deserve all the hatred you get. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. You are reducing the value of your company and your hard work and your dedication down to the color of your skin and not the merit of your character, which is a blatant slap in the face of good old Martin Luther King Jr. Uh-oh. But we cannot have pragmatic approaches or discussions like this because instantaneously the opposing political side will be like, racist. No, that's not racism. That's the fact based upon we're seeing what the climate is, is basically reflecting. It's just, it's nuts to me. Buy it because we're black? Who gives a fuck if you're black? It's yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And if you really care so, but to claim so much about black people, why did you burn down and close black businesses even here in Dallas? They had it coming. They had it coming. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Shop Shell Shock CBD. We're white owned. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever thought. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I would never. The only, and here's the thing, folks. The only reason I would ever publish something similar to that is in response to what the left does. Oh, they're good. They are good. Man. Black people on the left think you escaped slavery? Oh no. They are still fucking using you. Man. They get you to dance for them. They parade you around like fucking woke little pawns and you just go with it. You just go with it. Meanwhile, blacks on the other side of the aisle are saying, man, you, you just haven't woken up yet, have you? You don't see how they're using you for your skin color and not respecting who you are as an individual. But look, there comes a point though, when you've shown people enough information time and time again and they still refuse to leave it, then you're at fault. So black people, guess what? If you're on the left, you got it coming. You voluntarily stayed on that mental plantation. You don't get to bitch. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. And the reason I say that is the same people out there that are wanting amnesty for COVID, the whole COVID bullshit, and you took that jab and you're dealing with the side effects. No, I feel no pity for you because you had access to the very same information I did. You chose to ignore it. You chose to double down. Therefore, there comes a point where it's like, well, you kind of deserve it at this point. I don't know what you want me to tell you. You had the choice. You were educated. You were given access to the same information. 
but you chose to ignore it and remain in your little safety bubble. So black liberals, you're doing the exact same thing. So I don't have any sympathy for you. If more racism gets created, you helped create it by simply always making it about your skin color and not about the content of character or actions or whatever the case. So good job. You're fucking idiots. All right, that's enough of Trump. I think we pretty much got the gist of it. All right, let's take some uh, let's take some questions at this point. Again, that number is two one four. Stand by. Two one four eight one seven one six eight nine. Taking calls. The number is two one four eight one seven one six eight nine. EU threatens to sanction Musk's Twitter over temporary suspension of uh, establishment media journalists. Once again, government getting involved. Ready. Yep, go ahead. We'll start at the beep. Yellow. Hey, John, you on fire today, man. What's going on, brother? Nothing much. I uh, was wanting to cue on that uh, that spaces thing you were talking about where all the reporters were getting together, man. Yeah. Wasn't that just an inside look at the sheer fucking arrogance of these people, the yeah. circle jerk yeah. of, oh, we just all agree with each other. Oh, my God. Oh, we're such victims. How could they do this to us? We know better than everybody else. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, when Elon Musk mic dropped them, when he went in there like a boss and just mic dropped them, oh, yeah. I screamed so hard I woke my wife and child up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. The level of just oh. arrogance these people have, they feel like, and, you know, it would be, here's the thing. It would be different if they were actual journalists. This whole situation oh, they yeah. created themselves. They're not, they're it, would, kids. it would be different yeah, if you were actually. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Bro, I'm right there with you. Calm down. We can't be blowing out eardrums over here. I got gotcha. you. But I'm just saying that I would disagree with Elon if these were actionable or actual journalists that I feel are center of the line and report just the facts. But the fact is, these liberals have no one to blame but themselves because your biased, inaccurate, consistent reporting is what puts you in this corner. So I'm right there with you. Normally, I would say, okay, that's kind of fucked up, but no. It's through a series of years of nonstop propaganda peddling under the banner of truth or the guise of truth. They did this to themselves. So once again, the, the point still stands. Democrats don't have enemies. You fucking make enemies. Yeah, for sure, brother. I got just one more question for you. What you got? Do you think it's possible we'll ever have a uh, breakaway constitutional party? Because that's the only peaceful way I see out of this. No, I think it's more so that we're going to see the GOP progress with the newer, the new blood coming in. Um, and that's why we do this podcast too, by the way. It's to try and help influence younger people on not what to think, but how to think, and then make your decisions accordingly. So I feel that if we can at least influence yeah. the next generation to be more libertarian-esque without the nerdism and the whole fucking open borders thing like the leftist libertarians push, I feel like the, the GOP, our best yeah. bet, it's not to abolish it, but kind of fill it with new blood and take a more progressive approach that's more in line with the Constitution. I think that's the way to combat the left even more effectively. Yeah, well, Anna Paulina uh, is my representative down here in Florida. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you ever come to Florida, man, between me and Hobo Chili Maker, you never have to pay for a drink, man. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you come to Clearwater. I appreciate that. Yeah, I fucking love Hobo. He's, he's an active uh, caller and listener with his in person. Yeah, I know he's Anna. funny as hell, man. Talented I, I, uh, mouth. Talented mouth. Yeah. Very talented and, uh, mouth. She, uh, I, I was telling everybody, I didn't even know she was Hispanic. I mean, I don't know if she was Hispanic. I've always heard her platform. Her platform uh, was term the, limit. Mm, I, uh, no more insider training. Yeah. I love Anna. She's a great person. Like, yeah. she's the sweetest person you ever met. But I met Anna before she really started beating the Hispanic drum. Like, before that, she was just, she was yeah. in it. 
but didn't really focus too much on her race. It was more along the service. And then I watched. She got in bed with Turning Point. I started seeing more and more focus on uh, Latinos for Trump. I was like, all right, oh, here we go. God. But it doesn't mean she's going to be ineffective. Good for her. I'm glad she won. I really am glad because I really do feel that she yeah. is going to be. Oh, me too, man. I look at her. I think I when I when I know when I see Anna Polina talking and stuff like that, she's going to be a more refined Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Burbert into one to where it's like she's going to be a hard ass but effective and not say dumb shit like Jewish space lasers. Yeah, I hope she bitched left the hell out of AOC. I think she will. I think <laughs> she will. Be entertaining. Because that's going to be minority on minority. And people All are going right. to be like, oh, shit, this is a cat fight I want to <laughs> see. But thanks for your call, dude. I really appreciate you being yeah, here and being sure. an active listener. Uh, so EU threatens to sanction Musk's Twitter over temporary suspension on establishment media journalists. The European Union has threatened to levy sanctions against Twitter following the suspension of several established media journalists over allegedly sharing private locations of Elon Musk's jet. Again, government getting involved in how a business is supposed to operate based upon what they personally don't like. All Elon has done is said, you can't dox my family. These other governments don't like that. Mm-hmm. And now they say, well, if you don't play by our rules, you don't get to operate in our country. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't enough. think people can get a VPN? Exactly. You think there's... <laughs> exactly. But it's just once more, the government overreaching yeah. and not accurately, I feel, uh, actioning or acting in the best interest of the people that put them there. You know, going back to the guy that just called in, his yeah. question, I think it's, it is fixable. But have you ever seen that analogy where you take like yes. a a jug of water and you pour a Coke in it and uh-huh. it turns the water all brown, uh-huh. but you start pouring clear water in it and eventually it filters out all the, the bad water. Okay. And I've so, never seen that, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing where you Does keep it do the same thing with pee. Yeah. Any, oh. any liquid. Well, I know what I'm any doing stuff. next time I'm in the bathtub. Throw up, poop, <laughs> whatever. If I pee in the tub, just add more water. Yeah, it you dilutes it. There you adding go. clear water to it or uh-huh. clean water to it. And eventually it filters out all the bad stuff. So I think you keep putting, you keep voting. You I keep wouldn't per- say filter out, but it's certainly, um, you, you're persistent. Yeah. And, and what you're putting in yeah. and then eventually, I agree. You, you know, you start to yeah. you know, clear out some of the turds. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah, like I said, we put new blood in there that's more yeah. progressive in certain areas where I feel we need to be. So like ditching more. the Constitution or trying to do something completely yeah. extreme or yeah. something like that. Like, well, mm, no. we don't have to do that. Yeah. I, we just have to stay true to the process. Yeah. Combat the left at their own tactics. And if that means ballot harvesting, yep. ballot harvest. Ballot, do the same. But yeah, the, do the same thing. You know, it's yeah. time to start you know, the guerrilla warfare tactics of voting and what they've been doing yep. to the right for <clears> the past, I don't know, 20 years? Yep. However long they've been winning elections? For me, it's kind of like going back to the how many cases the judges not even look at yeah. when it came to the election fraud and interference. They wouldn't even look at it. I think Arizona so that tells me really that important. what we should be doing instead is instead of like trying to hope that we can put in people mm-hmm. that are going to be more neutral, it's to try and remove the government's ability to even make choices to yeah. begin with to that level. It's like reduce the level of government involvement in the day-to-day interactions of businesses and the free citizenry. I feel like that's 100% fair because as we've seen, there's a lot of liberal judges that are not imposing justices. There's a lot of like conservative judges, but I see it more so in liberals. I see it way more in them that they're not enforcing actual justice policies that are fair, I guess you could say, by the law. Hell no. So, but uh, Elon Musk blocks links to social media rival Mastodon. (laughs) And again, I love it because again, he said he's a free speech absolutist, but this is Elon protecting his interest in Twitter. And I don't blame the dude. I don't blame him. It's just so funny to see, though, because, again, I feel like right now with everything that's been happening, there is the left 
screaming about something they once said they didn't care about, which was censorship. Oh, that doesn't exist. Oh, now it does. And you do care. And then there's the right. It's like, but it's free speech. And then there's me. It's just like, I'm glad it's all on fire. I'm just sitting here just laughing at all going, when this thing burns down, I think it's going to be rebuilt better. But I'm enjoying just the the insanity that's happening right now. This is fun to me, especially like all the skyscrapers just shitting themselves all over the place. Yeah, they're just like crapping themselves. I'm wondering if Keith Oberman has like slit his wrist yet. They can't believe it. <laughs> How dare you? He's right. They're like spoiled rich kids. They really are. But How I, dare I, you I just say. imagine Keith Oberman is just like fuming right now, somewhere in a bathtub. Why he's probably know. got like a glass of wine and some grapes. Cause you know this douchebag. He's gonna Bates, church it up, stick it out of his neck. Yeah, he's, he's gonna like whipping but he's himself, gonna, like, slit his wrists, and yeah. like do it all poetic. He's like, I died as a martyr, as being as a result of being silenced on this digital platform. Uh, bitch, putting his dog helmet, leather mask on. <laughs> <laughs> oh Fucking my god put this thing on. but i already know i had a feeling that as soon as i posted that screenshot of keith oberman's account being suspended there's gonna be some fucking more like, so then you're not for free speech it's like oh my god this is such a complicated issue but it's just like i don't feel like explaining it to you because you're an idiot and i don't want to explain myself to idiots like I mean, pearls before swine i no, guess no i don't no no i don't there. <laughs> you want to you want to you want to hear me say it you want to hear me say it move on yeah <laughs> Like, I have argued this point for months already, bro. I'm not going back into this because your special needs. It's not going to happen. It's like it's it, there's no such thing as free speech on social media, dude. That's that's a that's a fool's dream. It doesn't that doesn't happen because the best way to counter it with is just like, OK, so you think in free speech on, on social media. Yeah, like, so you're OK with child porn being on that. Well, no, it's like then you're not for free speech. You're for moderated free speech. There's a difference. Yeah. And that doesn't resonate with them. They don't get that. It's just, like, oh, well, you OK. I agree. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It, it requires limitations. There's limitations. There is. And requires some in-depth thinking. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, they just, they hear like something Trump said is like, yes, it sounds good. It's like, but let's think this through. Mm -hmm. Take a minute because honestly, remove the emotions out of this. All this is, is just more government infringement on the free market. And I don't agree with it, but anywho, and it always starts out with good interests. Or like, again, the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. It's always good intentions. Mm -hmm. But it never ends there, folks. Hey, it's good intentions that we need to regulate things concerning the Second Amendment regarding ammunition and kinds of ammunition. It's for your safety. Where are we at now? 22, 24, 25,000 laws on the books now regarding guns and firearms in the Second Amendment. 23, 24, 25,000 infringements on the Second Amendment. Is there that many? Yes. It's insane. It's fucking insane. Huh. I didn't realize it was that many. Mm -hmm. And once you open those floodgates, you don't close them. They don't get closed. And that's what scares me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yes, sometimes we got to deal with a lot of bullshit. I'll grant it. I'll give you that. But the opposite is that of that is our rights being stripped away. That's just my stance. Twitter tantrum. This is coming from Breitbart. Elon Musk, and this is why I just, I love this. I love this. I'm not picking a side in this. I'm just like, I'm here for entertainment value and just a report on this. But Twitter tantrum, Elon Musk quits Space's discussion of his suspension spree, shuts down the feature. Thank you, God. Twitter Spaces is fucking annoying. I get tired of seeing that stupid little logo at the top of my Twitter feed. It's so fucking annoying. It really is. But I didn't know he quit and shut it down, though. During a recent Twitter Spaces discussion about the suspension of a number of journalists from Twitter, Elon Musk abruptly left the conversation. A few minutes later, the entire Spaces feature was disabled across the platform. 
Okay, yeah, that really does not look good on Elon. It doesn't. Again, I'm not saying he shouldn't be able to do what he wants to do with this platform, but that's not a good look for you, bro. You should let the peasants talk. Let them be angry. Let them be upset. Ban them if they dox. Let them have their... Because all you're doing right now, you're just creating more pain for yourself. Let them bleed it out a little bit. Let them fucking walk it off. They'll get over it. But don't take away the spaces. As much as I hate the stupid feature... That does not paint you in a very good corner, man. It doesn't paint you in a very good light, but whatever. Toughens right. you up is what it does. Do what? Toughens you up is what it does. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> Who the hell are you to not get offended? Oh, uh, yeah. Where do you yeah. get off? <laughs> Where do you get off? Who do you think you are? What do you, Who like, do the, you think? The Queen you of are? England? <laughs> She's dead. It's the King of England now. <laughs> Breitbart News reportedly reported that Twitter suspended the account of Elon Jet. We talked about this with Jack Sweeney, a student at the University of Central Florida, blah, 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 blah. And that's what led to all this. So, um, And, you know, Jack Sweeney was did, did an interview. I forget with who, with, uh, I forget who it was. But basically, they were like, are you worried about Elon um, hitting you with a lawsuit? Because Elon threatened it. And the uh, 20-year-old Jack Sweeney is like, I, am, I think it's a bluff. This kid's got balls. This kid's got balls because Elon's got, well, all the money. Yeah. Elon could like ruin your life. And I hate to say that because it, it shouldn't be that way. But you know, Elon could drag this kid through every fucking court if you wanted to yeah. and just make his life miserable. Well, you know, sometimes you got to make an example of somebody to make sure other people don't follow suit, right? Oh, man. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You got to mount the proverbial head on the pike and the rest learn. I agree with that. I mean, unfortunately, you can't really pick who that person is going to be. And if it's going to be this 20 year old, which kid one of you motherfuckers wants to make this smart, happen? Yeah. You think that you're uh, the Who's smartest it guy on the planet that, uh, Hmm. That's what you got to do. You got to find the biggest motherfucker in prison. You got to walk right up and you got to suck his, I mean, beat his ass. <laughs> you got to beat that dick right we, off. We, <laughs> you got to beat it off with two hands. <laughs> We've got different ways of surviving in prison. I'm the pretty boy. I got, I'm fucked, man. I'm fucked. You got a pretty mouth. So, um, I'm kind of tempted to change my Twitter name back to John Burke to see if I get banned or not. Oh, you just can't take it. Can I you? can't take it. I know the Juan Burke thing people love, but it's hard to find me. Like, it's hard to find me. Oh, by the way, um, this happened today. I got notified. Defiant Dad, that Brooklyn Dad Defiant Douchebag, yeah. he got shadow banned. <laughs> he posted about it. Awesome. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better guy. A nicer have, guy. Oh, bro, I hope he suspends his account. I hope Elon suspends that douchebag's account. It's like, because here's the thing. They don't have voices on other platforms to the no, extent they, they have don't. on Twitter. Uh-uh. It's like, ban these cocksuckers. Yes. Nobody's following this guy over to... Tribble? Tribble. Mastodon? Dribble. Mastodontus? <laughs> I don't know what's it called. <laughs> because the, the, the beautiful it. thing about this, folks, is what's going on right now with leftist social media, again, is what's happened. It was what happened in 2019, 2020, or excuse me, 2021 to right. Well, no, I want to say from 2019 to 2021, right-leaning social media with the uh, the creation of, uh, they had the United Guns Group. That that failed. Parlor failed. Various different, so, uh, MeWe, Gab, stuff like that. And they still exist. There's still a lot of user interaction, but nothing compares to Twitter and stuff like that. So the Democrats are doing the exact same thing. You've created Tribble. It's not going to work. You've created Mastodon. It's not going to work. You've created multiple different social media platforms to go to. And all it's going to turn into is just like Truth Social and Echo Chamber. And it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Because liberals, I know you love talking amongst yourselves and sucking each other off and like, oh, yeah, socialism works. Oh, yeah, more daddy censorship. Oh, and finally, no more hate speech. Stick it in. But eventually that gets old. You need the darkness needs the presence of the light just as much as the light needs the presence of the darkness. Without it, there's nothing. Nothing that makes you special. There is no darkness without light and there is no light without darkness. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. 
I get a lot of sexual pleasure derived from trolling you little fucking retards on Twitter. I really do. To include you truth social neocon fucktards on truth social. Jesus. It's like, okay, I know you want to respond to me, but take Trump's dick out of your mouth before you do so. I can't hear you over the gargling of a shaft. It's, it's annoying. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, I will say in that video that he just put out about mm-hmm. the uh, digital bill of rights, mm-hmm. his skin tone looked good. <laughs> it looked pretty good. Oh my! <laughs> You're no help. More bronze than anything. <laughs> Trump it wasn't as orange. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, he was not. He was less Cheeto. He was more tan. Yeah, good for you. Good for him. Nice, good for everybody. Nice golden bronze. Nice color golden hue. Whoever, whoever sprayed him down did a good job on that. <laughs> Bro, bring him back. I need to see him come out in a golden little wreath. What is that thing called? The emperor? Uh, not a tiara. It's the golden or the wreath that emperors used to wear back uh, in Rome. It has an actual name, know. but it was the wreath around the head that signified greatness and shit like that. Hmm. Trump needs to walk out there wearing a golden one. That'd be fucking like a toga. A toga. That'd be great. He's probably been to a toga party. In his oh, time. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. The life that dude's lived, 100%. 100%. But uh, last, but most certainly not least, a federal judge stops Joe Biden from ending Trump-era remain in Mexico policy. This is the same policy that Gavin Newsom came out there and said. I think it's Title 42. Is yeah. that the one they're talking about? Yep. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, even again, um, McGinnis comes out there and says, uh, we were fucked. We're fucked. So once again, proving that a lot of Trump's policies actually Who? worked. Newsom? Newsom, I'm sorry. I'm thinking again. Newsom, Gavin Newsom. He came out there, like in yesterday's episode, we talked about that case in California. We'll tank. We can't handle that. So Biden, or a judge refusing this, once again, showcases this Trump policy, even though that most leftists consider it xenophobic, mm-hmm. works. Because when you mix your emotions with economics, economics is going to trump every single time. Every single time. Bro, I can't understand how people are living in California, how they can afford it. Bro, that like, makes two of us. That the, makes two of the us. The taxes that yeah. these people have to pay yeah. and they're like Medicare for all, they're <laughs> yep. handing out six, $700 checks to homeless people along oh, boy, with- And transgenders. And, they get their own money now too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. As long as you're a transsexual, you can have a monthly income- Yep. And then when they're passing out drugs, needles. Yeah. It's, it, I just don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah. It, this, this is what they tolerate. And the cost of living. They tax, they tax everybody on everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I think most people that live in California have said um, that basically they're there because <coughs> me, they can't afford to leave. I could see it. You, know, like you either can't afford to leave or you're super wealthy. Yeah. But even like Joe Rogan left. Yeah, uh, fucking Twitter. Or Twitter. excuse me, uh, Elon. Elon left. I, I definitely think Elon is going to. Um, Mark Wahlberg left. <laughs> I think Elon's going to pull uh, Twitter out of Silicon Valley, uh, San Francisco. That, I think that'll be. A, I think he's going a pretty to. Pretty big blow. To He'd that be smart city. too. Yeah. Not in a good way. <laughs> Not in a good way. Oh my god. Well, that ends it for today. Well, that ends it for today's um, episode of the All American Savage Show podcast. It is Friday, folks. We we done. We made it through this week. We got it. We there. Hey, before I forget, though, on a serious note, um, don't forget to enter into the $1,000 card, $1,000 uh, mattress giveaway. We're doing this right now. It lasts until the end of the month. You yourself can go sign up. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm still getting over this freaking cold. You can go sign up to win a free $1,000 mattress and $500 gift card to Shellshock CBD. What do you got to do? Just go sign up on the website. That's all there is to it. We do not um, send your information to anybody else. This is kept completely private, completely here. We don't sell it. To, we don't sell our lists, but you can go sign up for this on uh, the website I'm giving to you right now. There you go. 
go sign up for the viral sweepstakes. I'm spamming the link in the chat room so you guys can go click and go sign up. You, you got nothing to lose. Again, if you win, we're going to notify you at the end of the month by email. And then we're going to find a location close to you. And we're going to say, hey, go pick up uh, your $1,000 gift card to this mattress store. And then here's your $500 gift card to Shell Shock CBD. That's it. No, oh, Laurel. Thank you. Laurel was the name of the thing. Yeah, excuse me. But there's the link. What are you waiting for? Go sign up. Stop fucking around. Get out of here. Go sign up for a free mattress. What are you waiting for? It's a great deal. Okay, anything to add, my man? Uh, yeah, you guys have a great weekend. We will see you bright and early Monday afternoon-ish. <laughs> At the crack of noon. At the crack of noon. And as always, you stay savage, America.